Welcome to Organizing with Ease. I'm Deanna Mall with Dee's Declutter. And I'm Zena Tsiman with Firefly Bridge Organizing. This is where we talk about ways to make organizing easy so that we can enjoy our daily lives with less stress. Spring has rolled into the 305 with some rain, but so far we can still say it's been really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But no more dwaddling. Let's, let's get our patios refreshed and ready for the season and embrace ourselves for the summer heat and humidity that's just around the corner. The trees are already heavy with tiny little mangoes, almost like they're saying, hey, are you ready for the summer yet? Because we are. (laughs) Yep. And as nice as it was to see the mango blooms on the trees, I'm really glad that those are gone now because they cause such a mess in my gutters and all over the patio, yeah? Yeah. And also, you know, there are some of my friends that are actually allergic to the the mango blossoms. So yes. So yes. yes. So yeah. So the combination of mango flowers, sun, heat, humidity, lizards, all of that really takes a toll on our patio furniture. So today we're going to dive into refreshing our patios now that we can enjoy the summer season outside as much as we can with the understanding that they're here actually in the 305. That's probably more like an hour or two in the morning and then again in the evening. Those <laughs> midday hours are so brutal outside. I don't know about you, Zena, oh. but they are just Oh, brutal. I agree. <laughs> I need the air conditioning. Right. But so we're going to talk about refreshing our patios with some sustainable ideas to consider. I know that for a lot of people, replacing their outdoor cushions or even the outdoor furniture itself seems easier than trying to revive it after all that humidity and heat and all the rest of it. But there are some steps that we can take to be more sustainable about our patio plans this year. For sure. So let's first start with, let's bring up the fact that there is a fast furniture industry in our country. We can all agree. Mm -hmm. Similar to the fast fashion, fast furniture refers to furniture that has been mass produced with little regard for longevity or the environment. These are pieces that exist only while the trend exists. And they, they're often priced as basically like a throwaway pieces, right? Meaning that once the trend is over, we're sort of like, okay, we'll get rid of them because they really didn't cost that much to begin with. And so we go on to the next trend or the furniture just doesn't last that long. Anyway, it breaks or falls apart pretty quickly. So we have to replace it before too long. The other thing to keep in mind is that a lot of this type of furniture is made using materials that are potentially toxic, which we really like to avoid, right? The resins, the coatings can contain formaldehyde, for example. So when we throw these things away and then end up in landfills, those chemicals can very, very leach into the ground, which we don't want. So what are we supposed to do if we're buying patio furniture for the first time? Well, we know a few companies that make eco-friendly patio furniture, and these pieces are really beautiful too. Just note that we are not promoting these brands. We're not getting paid to tell you about them. These are just brands that we admire for their quality and the fact that they are eco-friendly. Okay, so one brand that I really like the look and feel of is Viva Terra. They carry furniture and home accessories that are ethically and sustainably sourced and produced. Their furniture is artisan made or handcrafted, 
and they put emphasis on recycled materials like reclaimed wood, recycled glass, vintage fabrics, and salvaged metal. And the wood that they use is sustainably sourced and FSC certified. Um, FSC, by the way, is the Forest Stewardship Council. Wood that is FSC certified means that it comes from forests that are responsibly managed and they provide environmental, social, and economic benefits. Now, Viva Terra has gorgeous live edge teak benches. I am a little bit in love with them. And they also carry teak and acacia sets with cushions and rugs and a good number of upcycled and reclaimed pieces too. So take a look at those. I'm going to, we're going to put um, links to all of these companies that we're talking about in the show notes for everybody to take a look through. Uh, Yes. I actually have to say, if you actually just even like, you know, Google the Viva Terra, just the first page, you just fall in love with all of their accessories for for patio. (laughs) Patio accessories. Outer, mm-hmm. So Outer is another company that makes amazing outdoor furniture pieces using recycled materials like plastic bottles, wicker, teak, aluminum, and concrete. Again, the teak is sustainable, sourced, and FS, FSC certified. I love that we promote circular designs, meaning that the entire sofa sets are completely recyclable at the end of their reusable life, including the foam inside the cushions. And their mm-hmm. cushions and tables come with what they call outer shell, which is a weatherproof cover that comes attached to the cushions with a zipper, which I love. And so you simply cover your cushions with it to protect against the sun so your cushions don't get bleached and dull. And the best part is if it it does rain, the outer shells are waterproof, so you won't ever sit on a wet cushion again. Don't you just love that? I love that. (laughs) I love that. That I love is it. fantastic because I hate that feeling. Yeah, I do. Oh, so yes. do I. So do I. Especially here in the 305 when it rains so much, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, and the best yeah. part of it all, aside from that, the outer shells are definitely machine washable, which we love. And they really are beautiful designs that lean more to the modern styles. If that is your style, it's it's mine. Anyway. Yeah. Using it, what do you I, got? Well, I love that. And you know what? With outer... I, it's probably one of the first that I've seen that say that they do the circular design, they promote circular design, that everything yeah. is completely recyclable at the end. I have never seen that before. And so I love that um, Outer is promoting that. That's great. So another brand that um, our listeners are probably more aware of is West Elm. Just take a look at their outdoor furniture collections on their website and look at look for the icons that indicate that they're FSC certified, um, sustainably sourced, artisan made, and so on. And as you know, depending on what kind of style you like, West Elm's designs are decidedly on the modern side. So it's something to think about if you like the modern look for your patio. Yeah, I love, I love West Elm. They actually give you, they give you like a, you know, like it gives you different perspectives of like how you can design your patio, Mm -hmm. just different, different ways and colors. Yeah, they offer... Right. They offer um, free design services, too, if you're, yes, yes, you know, so yes, I think that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Anything that's free and that helps is always the best, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we can't Absolutely. forget about local selling groups and marketplaces to buy secondhand, which is not a problem at all. You can really get some great prices right in your own neighborhood. So don't also forget about Etsy. I totally love Etsy. Search local mm-hmm. sellers for handcrafted pieces to support these artisans and also look that they use re- reasonably sourced or recycled materials too. 
But what if you already have outdoor furniture, but it's looking a bit shabby after a few seasons in the elements and the brutal, brutal summer sun and the humidity down here in South Florida? Well, you can definitely restore your furniture and cushions. First, you'll want to do this to give it a good washing, if you can all do that, and make it totally a family thing. Do you remember Bob Villa, Zena? I remember Bob Vila. I used to watch his show all the time. <laughs> it was so great. I we're, love that you're bringing him up. <laughs> bringing, we're bringing back the past is what we're doing. Oh, That's exactly yes. what we're trying to do. Um, so Bob knows a thing or two about maintaining a home. And here is, is, is his method for cleaning cushions. Because remember that with the summer humidity, you might end up with some definitely some or mildew on the furniture and your cushions too. According to Bob, we should clean our patio cushions once or twice a year. If your cushion covers are removable and washable, machine washable, then you're definitely set. Take them off and run them through the wash. If you don't have removable covers, then you'll need to vacuum them first to get rid of any of the loose dirt before doing anything else. Now, if there's no mold at all, then mix a small amount of dishwashing liquid in a pail of warm water, like a teaspoon of dishwashing liquid. Not too much, otherwise it'll get sudsy. Then generously sponge the soapy water all over your cushions and let them soak for about 15 minutes. Get yourself, this is this is what we always like to do. We always like to get an iced tea, something really nice in cold water, right? During those 15 minutes, because you're going <laughs> to need it, especially if you're outside, right, Zena? After 15 <laughs> oh, yeah. minutes, take a quick look. If you still see some dirt spots, add more soapy water and use a soft brush to scrub it a little bit. Now, if you've got mold happening on those cushions, you'll need to attack those spots. Bob sometimes suggests borax, which I actually like, to get rid of the mold. But borax can be not so environmentally healthy. So if you, if we prefer citrus acids, that's right. Everybody's, it's, we're giving different choices here. So mm -hmm. pour about half a cup of the lemon juice into a bowl. Add three to four teaspoons of coarse salt and stir it together until all the salt dissolves. Keep adding salt in batches until it forms a paste. Spread the paste over the mold spots and then scrub the paste into the mold with a soft brush or toothbrush. Then gently wipe the paste off with a sponge. Then you'll we, you've wet and squeezed out. Rinse the cushion with plenty of water between wipes. The acid in the lemon juice breaks down the mold and disinfects the cushions. Okay, so now that you really need to rinse out the soap really, really, really well. Don't use a pressure washer for this part You so you don't ruin the fabric. Just use a regular hose. That will work definitely fine. Are we feeling the working method here, everyone? I mean, My I don't gosh. know about you, Zunit, but I'm, I'm just tired you, already. I'm already tired, but <laughs> it actually, I mean, if you make a day of it and you plan it out accordingly, I think you'll be fine. Now that you've, you know, got to make sure that to dry those cushions completely. So towel dry your cushions as much as you can. You can wrap them in towels for a few minutes to soak up as much water as possible. Then let them stand on the end until they're completely dry. Break out the hair dryer if you like. So that's Bob Vila's advice. So how to clean those cushions. Of course, before, because you're going to be outside, check the weather forecast just to be on the safe side. 
And after all that work, pour yourself a mimosa because you're not done. You're not just done. You just made Joe's Kitchens beautiful for the summer. Okay. I am so exhausted that, yes, I'm yes. for a mimosa. Right? And that was just the cushions. Those were all just right, the so. cushions. So I'm just saying it's, it's going to be a lot more than just the mimosa. You're going to need a mimosa Ooh. and then some. And that's a picture of mimosa. Keep it coming. All right. So now you've cleaned, you've cleaned your cushions. You're waiting for them to dry. So now on to the furniture itself. I've let the mimosa kick in and I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Off you go. Okay. So for most outdoor furniture, you really just want to use mild soap and water and a little bit of elbow grease. Again, we're trying to do this sustainably here. So the, the least amount of toxic chemicals that you use, the better. And most of the time, soap and water will do the job. For wood furniture, you can use a soft brush to scrub the dirt and the grime off. And if you like the look of weathered wood furniture, guess what? You're done. <laughs> you just let it dry. Now, you might decide to like the look of weathered furniture after cleaning all those cushions. And you might decide, okay, I'm done. But if you prefer, you can restain your wood furniture, of course. Just be sure to look for a low VOC stain and go for it. For aluminum or cast iron furniture, you can look for low VOC paints if you need to repaint. You know, I think it might be a great idea, the more I think about it, just to hire a crew of like high school students to do all this cleaning and scrubbing while you and I just sit back and drink our mimosa, Deanna. What do you think? I think I'm totally in with you on that one, Zena. Totally. And honestly, the cost of hiring some high schoolers to do this will be so much less than the cost of new cushions and furniture. Oh, Lord. And you know what? To be honest, to prevent the next cleaning session from being such a chore... We just need to regular clean, regularly clean up our furniture and protect Absolutely. the cushions from the yes. elements. Yes. And in yes. general, I mean, I, I think that's true, right, of, of, of course. all sustainable home maintenance and refreshing in all parts of our home. The more regularly we take care of things little by little, mm-hmm. the less of a chore it is overall to maintain them. So if you notice a spill on your patio table or a splash of sunscreen on a cushion, just take a minute to clean it up as quickly as possible. Don't wait till the end of the season or until next year, because right. then you'll be doing this whole thing all over again. Absolutely. And it's true. I mean, even <laughs> if it's a, like, even like on the weekends or if you're, you know, you're outside or you have to hose down the right. patio, you know, you're, if you're outside already, just, you know, take a look at the furniture or, you know, just the take a table. quick look, just to take mm-hmm. a quick look. And even if you take like a wipey and just wipe it down with soap and water, you know, whatever yeah. you might have, then just, you know, it, it's, it's basically, it's that maintaining, right? It's that maintaining right. that actually will help so that the deep cleaning of like the cushions and all that will be not so daunting and you'll. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now let's talk about all of the outdoor toys. For those of us in South Florida with kids in the house, you probably have lots of pool and beach toys, pool noodles, inflatables, all kinds of floats, even small inflatable boats and kayaks. I've seen paddle boards and paddles in people's um, on people's patios. And then no matter where you live, you've likely got backyard game things like Balls of all kinds, t-ball sets, nets for soccer, badminton sets, lawn game pieces like ladder ball, maybe croquet and spike ball. And then there's all the miscellaneous stuff we have like the sidewalk chalk, bubbles, jump ropes, hula hoops, all those things. And of course, the sunscreen and insect repellent that you always have to have on hand. Deanna and I are 
asked over and over again how to keep those things neat, tidy, and under control so that the back patio doesn't look like a disorganized toy shop, but things are still accessible when you actually want them. Right. So let me start with the pool and beach toys. They're big. We never want to deflate them because it takes way too long to reinflate them. And we want them available at a moment's notice so that we can actually enjoy the pool or the beach instead of spending forever just tracking down the toys and supplies. Now, if you go on Amazon, you'll find dozens and dozens of storage boxes, bungee nets, plastic racks, all types of very innovative things to organize these large items. But since we're making an effort to be sustainable here, I'll share three ideas with you. In my house, I'm lucky enough to have a closet just outside the bathroom that opens up to our patio. When we had it built, we didn't put any closet systems in it, nothing, no organizers or anything in it. So it's just an empty, regular region closet. Originally, I didn't install a closet system there for budget reasons, but then I quickly realized that we could use it just as it was to store all our really big and bulky pool things. The ceiling is eight feet tall, so it fits, you know, all the pool noodles, the, the, the bodyboard thing, inflatables, all of those things are standing upright in there. And on the opposite, on the other side of the closet, I placed a small freestanding shelving unit that we had, and I stacked all the rolled beach towels on there. And on the top shelf of that uh, shelf shelving unit, I have a shallow but wide fabric box that we keep all the goggles and sunscreen and insect repellent in. So we don't store any of the pool and beach toys outside anymore. I like it that way. I didn't like to have it all over the patio. I like that it's inside stored away. And still, the kids can grab it. You know, when they're heading out to the pool, they go to that closet, through the bathroom, and throw all the stuff outside that they want to use that day. But if you don't have that kind of space and you need to store things outside, there are other options. If you are at all handy with wood and some power tools, I found instructions for a DIY wooden rack that you can make, possibly with leftover wood. Of course, you have to watch for wood rot with wet pool things if you're going to go this route. But if you're like me and you let all of the pool and beach things dry off completely before storing them, then this could be a good option. So we'll link that uh, DIY in, in the show notes. The third idea I have is to store all these things in your garage. Now, this means you'll have to go to your garage to get the toys when you need them, but it'll keep your patio tidy and neat. It'll look less like that disorganized toy shop. And we've spoken about this before, Diana and I, but this is what zones are all about. So if you create a beach and pool toy zone, not only will you know where to look to quickly get those things out on pool day or beach day, but you, your kids, and the entire family will know where to put it away again, which is often what keeps us disorganized, the never putting stuff away where it belongs. Yes, exactly. You mentioned the box you have that you keep the goggles and sunscreen in. So mm -hmm. now I want to reiterate that when you have small things along with the big things to organize, keep the small things in a small container. Otherwise, you know, the goggles will end up at the bottom of the biggest bin you know, own, right? And mm -hmm. no one will want to dig down in there and find them. And then what's going to happen is they're going to say you don't have any, and then you're going to have to be <laughs> buying and you'll find that you've been buying duplicates when you can't yes. find the things that you're looking for, right? So, yeah, yeah, uh -huh. so let's talk about the backyard games. 
for all the balls you own, which we have plenty, you can keep mm-hmm. them all together. The basketballs, the footballs, the soccer balls, the kickballs. So all the larger balls together in a bin. And the smaller tennis balls, basketballs, softballs, and all together in a smaller bin. Again, smaller stuff in a smaller container so that they don't get lost amongst the larger things, which has happened to us in the past. Right, Zenon? I think we can all relate to that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then another container, like for the jump ropes, the bubbles, and the sidewalk chalk. If you set toys like the ladder ball or the cornhole, set that, that you want to put them away, then keep the set together so that when anyone wants to play, you're not searching for the bean bags all over the garage. As to where to keep these bins, we mentioned the garage because it's a covered space and we tend to have some space there for storage, which We all do. I know I do for toy storage. But Mm -hmm. maybe you have a cubby in your mudroom that you could use the sidewalk chalk and bubbles or a basket by the back door that you could hold some balls. That way, when the kids want to go outside or you're headed to the park, those toys are right there at your fingertips. I'm a big fan of keeping things exactly where you need them. So if your kids like to use sidewalk chalk, which mine do still, on your driveway at the front of your house, then try to save a small drawer in your entry table by the front door for a box of chalk. And then when they come in afterwards, they just drop the chalk off into that drawer. Like we said, let everyone know where to put the things away and make it easy for them to put it away. It's more likely to happen. Just saying, it's more likely to happen. I totally, totally agree. (laughs) And again, we're trying to be more sustainable in whatever small ways we can during our refresh month right now in April. And so shop around your own house for boxes, bins, and baskets that you already own to store all these toys in. Yes. In honor of Earth Day, which is coming up, we'll be continuing our spring refresh episode all month long focus on refreshing our spaces sustainably we want to thank you again for listening today we'd like to hear your thoughts about today's episode so please send us your questions or comments by email at hello at owepodcast.com or leave us a review and please follow the podcast so you'll never miss an episode join us again next week for more organizing ideas and tips until next week